0: Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision Podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is forty forty. Before we get into today's episode, let's pay some bills and hear from our presenting sponsors. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 4040 Vision Podcast. I am your host, Colette Abdallah, and I'm joined today once again by my fellow host, Salman Huck. What's going on, man? How are you?
1: Yo, what up, man?
0: Not much, not much. So. Last week's episode was the NFC retrospective, and this week we are doing an AFC retrospective. So what we're doing is we're looking back on the predictions that I made, along with uh, my buddy Coos, who's unavailable, so Salman is stepping in uh, in his place. We're going to look back at the predictions we made before the season, talk about where, what we got right, what we got wrong, what happened along the way, and then we'll wrap up with the biggest surprises and disappointments in the AFC for the 2023 season. So we'll start out East with the AFC East. The way it worked out was the uh, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, with the Bills and Dolphins both making the playoffs, the Jets falling just short, getting eliminated a couple weeks before the end of the season, and the Patriots ending up with the third pick in the draft. Myself and Kuz, we were both aligned, with Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. So we were a little bit off, (laughs) but we'll start with the division winners, the Bills. So, I mean, I know, Salman, you weren't on the original pod, but I'm sure you had some thoughts going into the season. So what did we get right? What did we get wrong about the Buffalo Bills?
1: Yeah, I think you guys are pretty spot on about the Bills. Um, You just thought the Jets were just going to be slightly better than the Bills. So I think you guys, Called it exactly how it was for the Bills. Josh Allen gonna have a great regular season. Bills are gonna keep doing you know what they've done the last three four years, and and that's what they did. They they made it into the playoffs. They won the division, lost into the, the divisional round. So that's that's just how it's been for the Bills for the last few years, and that's that's what they continue to do. I don't I don't think we saw any kind of growth from the Bills this season. I don't think anything really changed for the Bills. They just they just been that team they've been for the last three four years.
0: Yeah, regular season monsters. Postseason, not so great. I think one of the things that um, we were both spot on about was that there would be a bit of a fall off for the Bills that they wouldn't be as good as they had been the past few years, and it was true. For a while there, they looked like they were not gonna, not even going to make the playoffs, uh, much less be mm-hmm. uh, you know the division winners. They finished the season strong. They end up, they finished the season five and zero. So the last five. They end up with a top six offense and the fourth best defense in the NFL, which I think was surprising. This is in terms of scoring defense and scoring offense. I don't care about yards and any other stuff. And yeah, it was, just, it was really strange because they came on strong at the end. They lost some close games along the way, and they just fell short. Once again, they disappointed like, like they always do. And I think this year, this offseason, they have a lot more questions to answer in terms of what's going to come next for their future and all that. But I think we were, we were both spot on and that there would be a fall off and that I think, you know, with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, they, they may not win this division. Uh, so next the dolphins. So Coos and I both had the dolphins finishing third in the division. I think we both had them as a playoff team, but as a wildcard team, which is where they ended up. And I think the big thing that it was contingent on basically two was health. And if he was going to be healthy, then they would be, a Team to reckon with, and a, both of us did not expect him to stay healthy, but he did. So, aside from that, what did we get right and wrong about the Miami Dolphins?
1: No, I think you guys again were spot on here. Like, you guys called this division pretty well. I mean, the only unfortunate thing happened was when we'll get to it is Aaron Rodgers' you know, season ending injury. Uh, but yeah, Tua, you guys said if Tua is healthy, this could be a pretty good team, and that's what it turned out to be. Tua was healthy, this offense was humming, they dropped 72 on the Broncos in the game um they just had an all-worldly you know running attack with Mostert and uh devon so you know they they did they did well and i think they would have won the division if their defense was able to stay healthy at the end of the season i think you know they started having a lot of late uh season ending injuries there and the dolphins kind of fell off a hill uh the Mm -hmm. last few weeks of the season and then you know they didn't do too well in the playoffs either so Uh, it was I think I I think you guys called it how it was right I don't think you guys really you know you got you guys said Tua stays healthy this is gonna be a good team and that's Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened
0: yeah and like the great irony is that Tua was the one that was healthy but nobody else was
1: (laughs) that was the funny thing like Like, oh my god I mean their defense was just the guys are dropping like flies on that defense it's like every week two guys out every week two guys out right they they lost a lot of guys on that defense uh so
0: Exactly. I think by and, by the end of the season, they were missing Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips. I think uh, Van Ginkle was out. I think he came back for the playoff Jerome game. Jerome Baker.
1: He, I think Jerome Baker was out. Jerome yeah. Baker.
0: Xavier Howard didn't play in that playoff game against KC. Uh, Jalen Waddle missed some games. Moster mm-hmm. did too. Mostert Even Tyreek yep. Hill sat out a couple games. So it was just wild that literally everybody else Everyone was healthy. But Tua.
1: <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: everybody but Tua had had injury problems and. And the, the, that's the thing with this team is when they were when things were good, like you mentioned, they put up seventy against the Dolphins. They were unstoppable, you know. When things were flowing, the run game was going. Tua was was uh, upright, but then you know there was early signs of fraudulence. We could say because some <laughs> of the teams, you know, whenever they were going up against a good team. It was like, oh, OK, you know, eh, you know, the Dolphins, they're 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 not who who they think they are or who we think they are. And they have some disappointing losses in there to the Titans and some other, you know, mediocre teams. So, you know, when the going got tough, they did not stand. They did not, you know, hold up. But before that, you know, when things were going well, they looked they looked incredible. And, you know, they ended up with the same record as as the Bills, 11 and 6. They just lost the tiebreaker uh, in the division, I believe. And or they lost the sorry, the head to head to the to the Bills because they lost uh, both games to them, mm-hmm. but I think they'll come back next year. And if they can have a, a healthy defense, then I think they'll they'll definitely make noise next year.
1: Yep, I agree with that. They just got to add a few more pieces on defense for sure. Yeah,
0: and not blow out the ACL their ACLs or Achilles.
1: Yes, yeah, that too, <laughs> that too, and, and and keep protecting Tua.
0: Yeah, exactly that too. Uh, next up, the New York Jets. This team, uh, you know, I, I feel bad. Coos is. is uh, hardcore Jets fan. He was very excited before the regular season. You know, we we talked a couple weeks before things kicked off and everything looked great. The defense was going to be dominant. The offense was going to look great with Aaron Rodgers. He did raise some questions about the offensive line. Obviously, the Jets did not end up winning the division as we predicted. So besides the obvious, (laughs) what did we get right or wrong about the New York Jets?
1: I mean, you guys were spot on about that defense, right? That was still a pretty good defense. I mean, they still almost willed them into the playoffs with Zach Wilson at the helm. And uh, I think what they started Trevor Simeon. I don't know who else they started they to try start a bunch of guys. What, what I guess didn't make sense was why they stuck with Zach Wilson and didn't try to go get someone like a Carson Wentz or someone like that, like who'd give him a slightly better shot, right? Uh, that made no sense, and they were like banking on this, like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers might return in the regular season." I'm like, "That would be insane, dude! Has an Achilles injury. How is he going to return mm-hmm. in the regular season?" Um, so I think maybe some questionable, questionable decision making at the beginning in terms of let's bring in a quarterback that you know is probably better than Zach Wilson. Like they were like, "Oh, Zach Wilson's the guy. We're going to stick with him." Um, and turned out that he was he was the guy we have seen the last yeah. two three years, right, with the Jets. He's he's mm-hmm. he's not he's a bust, right? He's not and the so, guy. Yeah. He's not the guy. And again, it's going to be the same story for the Jets coming into this offseason. Is Aaron Rodgers healthy enough to do this? He's you know on the wrong side of 40 now. Um, and he has coming off an Achilles injury, right? So mm-hmm. that's going to be tough for the Jets. I don't know if Aaron Rod- they're going to get the same Aaron Rodgers that they thought they were getting before the season started. And so another question mark out quarterback for the Jets mm-hmm. again.
0: It was just one of the most bizarre seasons from start to finish, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes out four plays, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't look great. The offensive line is getting destroyed by the bills D line and just four plays in. It's insane. You he's know? gone. He's gone. He's done. And we, I don't know if you watch hard knocks. I watch hard knocks. I bought into the, the Aaron Rodgers. the, he's turning a new leaf. He's uh, uh, going to lead this team. He's going to bring, and, and how, and it was crazy how excited the guys were. They kept talking about we got eight, we got eight, and it actually inspired me to do one of one of the shorts, which was you know the the kind of intangible aspects or benefits of playing with a goat, and just the the confidence and the yeah basically the confidence that the defense and the rest of the team was going to have just by you know having Aaron Rodgers on this team versus a quarterback that you were going to second guess like Zach Wilson or any of these other guys, and
1: four plays in just absurd yeah <laughs> you know yeah. one of the i mean i i watched a little bit of hard knocks and like it i bought into the hype too i was like mm-hmm. drafting like random jets wide receivers like that undrafted rookie that was getting so <laughs> much play on hard knocks i was like oh man rogers is gonna throw him the ball for sure he's gonna he's gonna kill it i forget his name now jason lee something or something mm-hmm. i forget his name but that's how I, I much mean, i add. was
0: a believer in garrett wilson yeah. i was like oh this guy's gonna yeah. have 100%. 1800 Priest yards 15, yeah. 15 touchdowns all that and yep. you, you brought up a really good point about the the quarterback position and just their I don't stubbornness, arrogance, I don't know what it was, but everybody knew. The entire football world knew Zach Wilson is not the guy.
1: Yeah. If I he mean, was gonna have I, you know, I feel like at least Carson Wentz would have had you maybe at least two more wins at least with Carson Wentz, right? Like they lost some games because of Zach Wilson's stupidity. Um, there's there's a, a world where they sign Carson Wentz and they win 11 games. They won seven exactly. games with exactly. with
0: a combination like, of Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, the other guy that from UConn, I don't even remember his name, like yeah, Aaron Rodgers, buddy, that yeah. started a game. And, yeah, I mean, not even Carson Wentz. There was, there was other guys out there. I, I There's so many Joe other guys. Joe Flacco so many turned many them guys. down. Yeah,
1: Flacco was there. Yeah, Flacco turned them down. I think he down. turned
0: them down from what I what I read is he, he didn't want to go back there. But you could have traded for somebody, Jacoby Brissett, I brought up Davis mm-hmm. Mills as a potential yeah. option from from Houston. I don't know. I mean, you there's... could have taken
1: a shot at. I guess Trey Lance was traded by then, but they could have taken a shot on Trey Lance. But
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just you know anybody. Just give give him a chance. Let's let's see yeah. what they can do. I don't know. PJ Walker was out there, so I don't, it doesn't matter. Just somebody. <laughs> Josh Dobbs. <Yes>. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, he could have he could have gotten them to eleven wins. It's, yeah, when he was good, right? Like at that, yeah. that little peak, but. Yeah, they they still end up they have the 29th ranked offense, obviously, but they still have the 12th ranked defense, you know, which obviously these things kind of go hand in hand. Uh, And just really unfortunate. Um, I was bummed to see it. You know, you never want to see a guy like that go down. Uh, But, you know, injuries happen. It's just a really shitty way for it to happen and the timing of it. Um, But at least he'll have the full year to recover and all that. And maybe he'll he'll bounce back and then have a strong uh, 24 season. Last but not least, actually last and least, the New England Patriots, they finished the season 4-13, and about where we predicted. You know, I think we thought between 4-7 and wins, something like that, just based on Bill Belichick and and kind of patching things together. They end up with the 15-ranked defense, which I think is pretty good considering they had the 31st-ranked offense. But did we get anything wrong about the Patriots, or are we pretty much spot on here?
1: I think pretty much spot on, probably... We not much people, not many people thought this would be basically this is it. This is the end of the Patriot era. The dynasty is done now for sure, right? People thought that when Brady left, they kind of stuck, hung in there a little bit, and now Bill has gone. It's uh, it's the end of the Patriot way here. Um, maybe they re they reinvented somehow with Jared Mayo at the helm, but it was just an awful season. Mac Jones looks like a bust. I mean, talk about a really bad draft class. We'll have to go back to that draft class someday. Um, but wow, already kind of three. QB bust, right, and mm-hmm. you know there's a fourth one looming in Justin Fields.
0: TBD on fields. TBD, but yeah, TBD on we, fields.
1: Yeah,
0: we we saw things coming. I think some people thought they could sneak into the playoffs, but I think there was more homer talk and yeah. just belief. Yeah, in Yeah, and Belichick. I think your boy
1: Kuz, uh he called it out. Like, what are they doing signing Juju Schmitz schuster who was horrendous, right? He called that out. You guys called that out. It was mm-hmm. it was bad. Like they're yeah. just making weird signings and like, it Dolphins was terrible. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, they couldn't do anything.
0: They, they completely regressed in every single category, every way. And it was just a, a, a kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, next, the AFC West. So the way the AFC West shaked out was Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. And both Kuz and I were wrong except for the division winner. Um, and we both selected, we both went Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. So... You know, we obviously picked the division winner correctly. Everybody else, little mixed up. But we'll start with the Chiefs. They finish eleven and six. They are in the Super Bowl, as many of us predicted or many of us, uh, you know, expected. So, did we get anything wrong about the Kansas City Chiefs?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I think I think it was. I guess it was hard to foresee that the offense taking a step back right i think most people you think kansas city you're like oh mahomes is just gonna get them to 11 wins automatic and it felt like this year it was more the defense was getting them to those wins versus mahomes um and that's not something we've ever seen in kansas city but nonetheless they somehow got the 11 wins got into the playoffs beat up on teams in the playoffs and now they're back in the super bowl so it's i mean you guys kind of you guys kind of called you know is kind of the best team in the afc And that's what they were, just a -hmm. a little different way than we thought it would be.
0: Yeah, definitely a different recipe. Um, They end up with the 15th ranked offense um, in terms of total points and the second ranked defense.
1: That's impressive. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's like you said. I mean, it was just a, a different approach to things. It used to be, you know, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and just, you know, throwing the ball 50, 60 yards downfield and you're dominating teams, you know, by 30, 40 points. This year, their point differential was only 77. Um, they had a quote-unquote down year where they only won 11 games instead of 13 or 14. And it was just, there was there was weeks where the offense just could not do anything. And it was really hard to, to explain what was going on. It was just a, a disconnect between Mahomes and his receivers or the coordinator or, you know drop passes, big, big primetime mistakes. We saw the Bills game where they had that big mistake. The Packers, another big mistake that, you know, big drops, things like that. Uh, But still, you know, when it came to like nut crunch time, it was Mahomes and whoever else and Kelsey, they stepped up and Kelsey had a huge game against Baltimore. And I think we were just both banking on pedigree, just saying this is the best quarterback in the league. This is the best quarterback in the division by far. And it's just, you know, they ended up where many people predicted, but just not in the way that we predicted. So,
1: yep, yep.
0: Next up, my Raiders. So, we both <laughs> thought that they would be third in the division. I think I was leaning about six to seven wins, something like that, based on preseason predictions. They end up eight and nine with a point differential of one. <laughs> they end up with a top 10 defense, which was not expected, and the 23rd ranked offense, which was sort of expected. Uh, but what did we get right or wrong about the uh, the Raiders?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the defense was a lot better than expected. Um, even you as a Raiders fan didn't expect this uh, top 10 defense out of them. I think, you know, firing Josh McDaniels like really opened things up for them. <laughs> like that guy is, I mean, I'm not a Raiders fan by any shape or form, but my God, that guy was a moron. Um, I don't know how he keeps getting head coaching jobs in the NFL. It's just like a, it's just a connection thing. But I think that's that's exactly kind of what freed up the Raiders with Antonio Pierce, you know, taking over. He kind of, you know, that defense seemed like it was playing a lot better. Even the offense seemed like a little better with Aiden O'Connell, even though Jimmy G was hurt. But I mean, I I think that, you know nobody expected the Raiders to have that good of a defense, and I think that that was really the key there. And then also the offense opened up a little bit after Josh McDaniels has gone.
0: Yeah, I remember Kuz making uh, kind of a joke where he was like, you know, imagine they, they finally get, uh, you know, a, a good defense or a top 10 defense, something like that, the year after they get rid of Carr. And, <laughs> and this guy, you know, Carr's tenure was basically 25th or better or worse, sorry, I should say, in terms of scoring defense. They had one good, good defense in 2016 where they were like middle. Yeah, of can pack. you
1: imagine if they kept Carr, Carr Hollywood, man, ooh. You, you might know, have been in the playoffs.
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe they don't end up firing Josh McDaniels if carr sticks around. Yeah, because, that's fair. Okay. I get yeah. Jimmy G was
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, was was beyond terrible. I mean, he was everything that I predicted about him and his health and his struggles, I never thought he was a good quarterback. And on top of that, he's always injured. And, you know, lo and behold, always. he gets pretty much hurt in week one and just after that is is never fully healthy and misses some key games and gets benched for the rest of the season for a fourth-round rookie. So what I did not expect was the Raiders to fire Josh McDaniels midway through the season and for Antonio Pierce to revitalize the team. That's why I was thinking, you know, this is going to be like a mediocre six-win season where you kind of just tr- trudging along, just – You know, winning one game every three, four weeks and just keeping, you know, you're basically on life support for the whole season, but you still have enough talent to not completely bottom out and be like three and 13 or something like that. And so it was just, you know, an unexpected change and a good change, you know. I'm kind of looking back like wishing we lost a few more (laughs) games so we could have a better (laughs) draft. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, you guys are basically, you need that quarterback, right? And that's that's what's going to propel this team. So, I don't know, maybe it's a veteran guy like Kirk Cousins coming in.
0: We'll see. I heard he's asking for $45 million a year, and he's...
1: Yikes, yikes. I mean, Yeah,
0: he's 37 coming off an Achilles, so I don't know.
1: yeah. No, uh, but at least, <laughs> at least Jimmy
0: Garoppolo is not going to be my quarterback next year. You know, there's rumors of a Justin Fields trade. I'm not that the would biggest be, Justin that would Fields be int- guy. I mean,
1: I would take that, at least ride him for a year, see what he does. And then, yeah, at, you know. at the very least, it would be fun. You know, it, watching it, him. I mean, it's an upgrade over Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell.
0: It is indeed. But like I said, it would be fun. I'm, I'm not big on him It'd as a fun. quarterback, you know, but, but he's a fun guy to watch and, you know, mm-hmm. he'll be the most exciting Raiders quarterback in, in a while. So I don't know. We'll see what happens next year. Yep. Next up the Denver Broncos. They, we both predicted them to uh, be the bottom of the division. They end up eight and nine with a minus 56 point differential. Their defense is 27th overall. They had some. They bounced back a little bit, but I think a lot of that had to do with the the seventy points they gave up to. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> you don't recover to from Miami. That.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and they had a nineteenth ranked offense, so they were okay. Um, you know, in both categories, but yeah, they end up eight nine. They benched Russell Wilson for the last couple games of the season, and yeah. So, what did we get right? What did get? What did we get wrong about the Broncos?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, Russell Wilson was not as bad as uh you guys were thinking he was okay he's, he wasn't the same russell wilson but he was definitely better than last year's russell wilson so maybe someone that has to do with nathaniel hackett and whatever he was doing there in denver um but again even the broncos at some point are like you know what we're kind of over russ um and you know it looks like they're gonna cut him here at the end of the season so he wasn't he was just i don't know where he finishes in quarterback like if you look at his qbr where he finishes but i think he's like probably like slightly a like under at like below average like he's not top 15 he's probably below that top 15 mark but probably in the 17 18 range so i i think really that was it and that was the reason why the broncos were a little bit better than expected but also because the chargers had some injuries and they just really sucked um on their their defense like you guys will get into that Mm -hmm. but but I, i think you guys kind of were spot on with everything else with the broncos just an average team um I think who's kind of picked him to finish last because he was pissed off at Sean Payton. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you, you could have seen them finishing last in this division or third in this division, whatever, but eight and nine, I think eight wins was exceeding expectations for the Broncos this year.
0: Yeah. At some point they were 0 and five and they, yep. they bounced yeah. back and there was some playoff buzz, you know, so credit to them, credit to Sean Payton for, for bouncing back. I didn't think he was, uh, I didn't think he lost his, his fastball basically as, as the coach. I thought he could still coach and, you know he wasn't out of the league for that long, and he just clearly did not like Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson is just not the same guy. It's not not you know breaking news. I think
1: I think Russ might be done in the with his career here. I think Broncos got him. I don't know if another team takes a chance.
0: I think he he can sign for basically the vet minimum because he still owed a bunch of money from the Broncos. So that's what the rumors are. Is that there even people are saying he's the the Raiders are are looking at him at I heard as that, that. yeah. You know, yeah, that veteran option, you know, if they do pick a quarterback in in the first or second round, uh, I mean, I'm not excited about that, but I would understand if if they did it for, again, like a, a very cheap, you know, two, yeah. three million dollars a year because he is making that, you know, the, whatever, 30, 40 million that he's owed from the Broncos. So he may take a cheaper mm-hmm. deal. There's a lot of places he could end up. I think he still has something left in the tank, but he's just obviously not, not the same guy that he was.
1: Yeah. 100%.
0: All right, the Chargers. So we definitely had higher expectations for the Chargers. They are generally the offseason champions. People are always picking them to do better than they actually (laughs) do. They underachieve. They end up five and twelve, bottom of the division. They're picking in the top five, top ten. They have the twenty fourth ranked defense. They gave up 63 points to the Raiders. Brandon Staley gets fired. Their GM gets fired actually is now the GM of the Raiders. So I'm not quite hundred percent sure how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Justin Herbert gets hurt in the middle of the season. He's put on IR, but even before his injury, they were definitely underachieving and they were on the downside. So I don't know, instead of five wins, they maybe get seven if Herbert is still around. So it's probably better off for them. What this kind of reminds me of, I know the cap situation and all that is, is not that, not that different, but the The year that Jimmy G blew out his ACL, and you guys end up picking, yeah, you as a Niners fan, you guys end up picking second in the draft, and you pick Nick Bosa. I I, this reminds me of that. Is that they already have their quote unquote franchise QB in place? I know Jimmy G's not a franchise QB, but he was your option back then. So this reminds me of that. And even Joe Burrow, when he got hurt his rookie year, they were able to kind of bottom out and just use that pick to draft, you know, to draft Jamar Chase. You guys. In, in your case, drafted Nick Bosa, So this reminds me of that situation. But I've talked too long about the Chargers anyway. So what did we get right? What did we get wrong about the Chargers?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, obviously, you guys had a lot higher expectations than everyone does every year, right? Like, oh, the Chargers, they're so talented. They they got talent on defense. They got talent on offense. And then the season comes and that talent doesn't play like everyone thinks they how talented they are. So I think that was the problem. Like, the defense was just Bad, like outside of Derwin James, everyone looked bad. Even Joey Bosa looked bad. Uh, Khalil Mack looked bad. They didn't look great, right? Right? Khalil Mack had like 17 sacks. Did he have 17 sacks? Holy crap! Okay, well, I don't know. I mean, okay, these guys. But I get it. I get it. Like as a whole, as a unit, as a whole, they didn't look good. Like maybe he had 17 sacks, but like there were times where he was just getting burned on the edges, right? Um, so I think like I think the talent is there. I think. Brendan Staley wasn't a coach who can get much out of that talent. Like for whatever reason, like I mean, they should have a top. There shouldn't have been any excuse why they weren't a top five offense or a top ten offense at a minimum, right? They had all that talent: Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. They drafted a guy, Quinton Johnson. Like Quinton Johnson looks like a bust <laughs> last, based on last season. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like all that ta- talent uh, on on that offense, all that talent on that defense, and I think they got the right coach. They got Jim Harbaugh. They got a nice draft pick they're gonna they're gonna turn it around kind of like the Niners did mm-hmm.
0: yeah they always like you said the offseason champs they have a bunch of talent on paper they end up falling short because a lot of it is coaching or most of it I think is probably coaching I mean yeah 100%. Brandon Staley I, I never liked him as a coach I thought he was not up for the job I mean he made it pretty clear early on that he's kind of in over his head he probably got the job too early I think he was only mm-hmm. DC. In uh, L.A. with the Rams for a year,
1: yeah. And then he gets the Chargers job. He's relatively young. He's relatively young.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's like mid thirties. I think this the the fact that they hired Harbaugh, and I'm not sure what the contract details are, but he probably asked. He's probably getting a ton of money. Represents like a big change for the the Chargers, and that was one of the reasons I thought they were not going to get Harbaugh or Belichick because they're usually pretty cheap. But then yeah. I found out that they have some <laughs> some crazy deal with the Rams where they pay like. I don't know a dollar or something for the lease, just kind of some like honorary figure, and they—it's
1: something crazy, yeah. It's something crazy. It's like yeah, they, they're basically getting a free stadium.
0: Exactly, they don't have to pay for anything. The Rams are covering it, and the Rams just wanted like a tenant basically to to use the stadium when they're not using it, so they can get some of the benefits revenue. or the fee, maybe yeah. the parking fees, yeah. I don't know, whatever the hell it is.
1: They get some sort of there's some sort of revenue arrangement where it all goes to the Rams and Chargers don't get it, something like that. Exactly. So
0: basically, this cheap ass organization gets this incredible windfall as a neighbor or tenant <laughs> with the Rams. And now they have all this money to could spend. Could have been the
1: Raiders. Could have been the Raiders.
0: It could have been, right? But we're nobody's second fiddle. So uh, maybe a <laughs> little bit in the Bay. But, you know, at least, at least Vegas is, is ours. We don't have to worry about. But LA is still a Raiders town. I mean, there's always the joke, right? That the Raiders get nine home games a year because that one game in SoFi against the Chargers <laughs> is... At the very least, it's like 50-50. Chargers
1: Raiders. Yeah, for sure,
0: um, for sure. Especially if the Chargers were bad. I remember San Diego. Yeah, it's, like would, it's like Niners Rams. It's like
1: Niners Rams too.
0: Exactly. You guys make the same joke. It's Levi South. like Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's Allegiant South. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, the, I mean, it's it's a big change for them. I, I like Harbaugh. I, you know, would have been happy with him as the coach of the Raiders. Now we find out, did the game pass him by? It, it's crazy that he's been gone for, what, eight years now? He's at Michigan yeah, for eight, nine years. Time. Like it yeah, it does not yeah. feel like it's been that long, but it, it has been a very long time. He left what twenty fifteen. So it, it's been a while. So we'll see if the game has passed him by and if he can still coach it up. But he will at the very least be an upgrade over Brandon Staley. So they just underachieved and they'll be able to to reload this roster. Um so yep. next up, the AFC North. I know coming into the season, we both talked about um how this was going to be the best division, this was going to be the toughest division, that this might have been the toughest division in the NFL. And it ended up being insane, <laughs> insanely competitive. All four teams end up over 500, which I think is like maybe the first time this has ever happened or the first time it's happened since like the 60s or something like that. So the way that it shook out was Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. And both Kuz and I were a little bit different. We had the Bengals winning the division, the Ravens finishing second, the Browns finishing third, and the Steelers finishing last. So we will start with the Ravens. They end up 13-4. and four. They have a, a plus 203-point differential. Just an absolutely dominant team in the regular season. The fourth-ranked offense, the number one defense. What did we get right and what did we get wrong about the Baltimore Ravens?
1: Yeah, I think you guys were pretty spot on there with the offense being really good and that's what they were. They were really good. But I think you guys had some questions and concerns about the defense. And like you were like, Oh, clowny, that signing's not gonna matter, that kind of stuff. But man, that defense was nuts. Um I I I think that was that was really it, right? Their defense really showed up in the regular season. They showed up even in the playoffs, but they just couldn't get over the hump over there against KC um which many people expected him to you know come out and dominate Casey but for whatever reason I mean the Ravens really really good team surprised they weren't they didn't end up in the Super Bowl I think you guys are spot on on the offense maybe just missed a little bit on the defense there but you know it's hard it's hard to say right like no I nobody thought Clowney signing was going to matter for the Ravens and it turns out it was a huge signing for them Mm -hmm. um and, and you know some of their guys that you know nobody expected to step up like McQueen he stepped up right and those kind of guys they stepped up Uh, so they got a lot out of that defense
0: yeah we definitely did not expect their pass rush to be as as good as it was just because they did not have they don't have like a star guy on that team I know Clowney was probably the, the biggest name on there but it was like a collective effort where they just completely dominated teams with that defensive line and Michael McDonald who is now the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks we, I don't think any of us saw that coming. It was his first year as, as a DC. So he stepped up in a major way. Like you said, we knew the offense was going to be good and you know, we don't need to delve into why they lost to the chiefs and all that. But I think it's, it's, it's fair to say that given how the regular season went, it's definitely a disappointment for them to lose in the way that they did. And it's going to be tough to bounce back next year. You know, losing a coordinator is is a bigger deal than I think people make it out to be, especially somebody that was as successful as as he was. Um, so, I think they did benefit a little bit from some of the injuries and the other issues. Uh, you know, with in the division. So now they get to deal with probably a healthy Deshaun Watson and a healthy Joe Burrow again next year. So it's definitely not going to be as as straightforward as it was. This year, and this year they went three and three in the division, so yeah, it's not like yeah, they, yeah, they dominated the division. So,
1: Mm-mm.
0: next up, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so, Kuz and I both had them finishing third, but I think we still had them as playoff as a playoff team. They end up eleven and six by some miracle uh, with their five starting quarterbacks and all that craziness. So, what did we get right and wrong about the Cleveland Browns?
1: yeah I mean, I think their offense ended up being a lot better than anticipated, especially after Deshaun Watson gets hurt, and you know Joe Flacco comes in and is dropping like 350 yards on these other teams. it was it was I think that miracle was Joe Flacco, right? I think without him, they missed the playoffs and and I think you guys are spot on that hey, they'll get into the playoffs, they'll be a wild card team. you guys call that, and I think you guys are just expecting maybe a little bit more from you know the Bengals, obviously who had some major injuries there, but I think yeah, I mean, pretty good offense pretty solid defense uh this team you know I don't know if Deshaun Watson does better than Joe Joe Flacco did but we'll see I they're they're a pretty good strong team they, I know they can give teams problems with their defense and they were putting mm. up points with Joe Flacco at the end there so I I think they kind of struggled out the gate a little bit with Deshaun Watson it felt like but I don't know if that guy was ever completely healthy um yeah because so, it looked like he was just like right off the bat he had some elbow injury shoulder injury things like that so
0: and it was a really weird situation with him because he had the elbow injury or the sorry the shoulder injury and he was like not on the injury report that he was expected to mm-hmm. play and then the day of he's like oh i can't play then they end up starting the rookie and then yep. a few weeks later he's he's put on ir so it was a very weird situation it's super I mean, strange
1: super strange yeah
0: you know i i made my feelings clear i i i really dislike the guy I hate him to be completely really <laughs> honest i don't think he should be in the nfl but you know even when he was playing he did not look like the same guy he looked a little bit slower he he's just not mm-hmm. not not as accurate as he was before not as dynamic the best thing he's got going for him is he's i think a little bit bigger than uh than he was in obviously in college so he's a little stronger in the pocket and stuff like that but he was just turning the ball over and it was just a very weird situation and again somehow obviously with the Bengals injuries and some other stuff that went their way but they started four different quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> somehow, it's crazy, right? You think, I mean, Deshaun you know, Watson, Dorian Robin, like they started a rookie, Peter yeah. Walker, they started, and then Joe Flacco, right? It's insane. And then Joe Flacco comes off his couch
0: and they go four and one to end the season. Yeah. And, you know, they had a, a it was a really weird defense because I, I remember when I was reading up on them before the Texans game, the, the playoff game, people were saying they had, or not people were saying, but the stats were like, they had an incredibly dominant defense at home, but yep. they were well below average on the road. And it was, yeah, a I think really it was something
1: st- like they're a top 10 defense at home and like a bottom 10 defense at away.
0: Exactly. And that's why they end up 14th, um, in, in uh, scoring defense. And I'm sure some of that had to do with, uh, you know, having this quarter, these quarterbacks that were constantly turning the ball over. Cause all four of those guys were just, Throwing picks and fumbling yeah. left and right, the only difference was that Joe Flacco would step back and you know throw a sixty-yard bomb down the field to Amari yeah. Cooper like, or something Joe like Flacco that. Could still do this? <laughs> I think he'll be like seventy and he'll still be able to throw it sixty, seventy yards, <laughs> on, you know, on Possibly. his knees or something. So yeah, just a weird team, and that ended up you know right about where we expected them. Yeah. Next, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They we had them you know, hold, basically propping up the division. And I, I shared a stat on that podcast that they had not finished last in the division since like 1984, something like that. That streak continues. They end up 10 and seven. They make the wild card round as the, I believe the seventh seed. Uh, they have the sixth ranked defense and the ranked, 28th ranked offense. So what did we get right? And definitely what did we get wrong about the Steelers?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was with you guys and I was like, Yeah, this is gonna suck. You know, Kenny Pickett, he's not a real quarterback. He's he doesn't belong in the NFL. Uh but despite all that, Mike Tomlin finds a way, man. He he comes up with the top ten defense that carries them for most of the year. Uh I mean, I don't I don't th- I personally thought they had no business being in the wildcard slot, but somehow they made it there. Um, I mean, they're starting Mason Rudolph, right? At that point, it's like, yeah, they're not gonna win this game, they're gonna get flamed out. And that's what happened. So I think, you know, surprisingly, that defense really carried them all season long, and that wasn't something anyone expected, right? That, yeah, even with, like, a bottom-ranked offense, the defense would carry them, and they're going to win games that mm-hmm. they shouldn't be winning. And that's what happened. They won games they shouldn't have been win- winning, and somehow, you know, despite Kenny Pickett um, and despite the flaws in that offense, they they make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they won some games they shouldn't. They definitely lost some games they shouldn't too.
1: Yeah, they lost to the, the Cardinals. I remember that.
0: They lost to the Cardinals at home. They lost to the Patriots, I believe, at home as mm-hmm. well. Yep. On Thursday night, but those Thursday night games are always weird. It's just it's it's so wild to me. Like I get why Kenny Pickett was starting. He's a first round pick. There's some politics yep. involved. You need to know for sure, 100%, whether he's the guy or not. I think they know that now. Hopefully, they, they should know that by now. You know, you, you chalk up his rookie year struggles. Okay, he's a rookie, whatever. This year, I think in two years, I'm pretty sure he's been the starter, though. He has 14 touchdowns, something insane like that. And now, after he got hurt, how do you, as an organization, see Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky in practice? And think, yeah, Mitch Trubisky's the guy.
1: <laughs> I think what i never understood was how they thought Mitch Trubisky would be the best guy. I think last year they signed him and there was yeah. like rumors, oh, the Steelers were gonna trade for Jimmy G or something like that, and they never did and never came into fruition. I'm like, how do you decide Mitch Trubisky is the guy he wants starting? <laughs> like they decided that last year and they kept him and they still thought yeah, he was the starter. Yeah.
0: He stepped in a few games last year, you know, when when Pickett had his I think concussion issues. But I just don't understand. I mean, I know they end up winning ten games. Maybe they win another one or two, which is just insane to think. I think Mitch Trubisky went 0-3 as as a starter. But yeah, it just it made no sense once Mason Rudolph was in there and he was okay. You know, he, he looked pretty good. There was a couple games where he was lighting it up. Um, you know, they go out and they they beat the hell out of the Bengals and that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, but yeah, it was just a weird organizational choice to say, you know, we've had Mason Rudolph in house for you know, three four years, you kind of know what he is. But Mitch Trubisky, yeah, that that's the guy that's going to save our season after Pickett went down. Just very bizarre. But they're the Steelers. They keep moving on, and now they're going to probably go out and get Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or they'll get someone, Jake Browning. I don't know somebody like I that. Don't... But <laughs> they'll they'll, they'll bounce back been out
1: of retirement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they'll still win, you know, nine to eleven games and and be a wild card team next year as well. And then last, the Cincinnati Bengals. We both predicted them to win the division. They went nine and eight. Joe Burrow misses most of the season. I think my concern coming in was he already had a calf issue coming into the season, so I was worried. I, I think I mentioned in our fantasy pod about Jamar Chase was going to be a fantasy bust because of, of Joe Burrow's issues. It was kind of the case, you know, he was, he had some big games, but
1: anyway, he was up and down.
0: Yeah. So they end up, you know, bottom of the division, but they're still over 500. They went nine and eight. So what did we get right? And what did we get wrong about the Cincinnati Bengals?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously you couldn't predict, right. Joe Burrow, you know, getting injured for the rest of the season, uh i mean even even the games where he played initially he did, he looked a little shaky right like it looked like they brought him back a little too early then he kind of had a few big games one against the niners and a couple other teams where he looks pretty good and then his season ends right he gets season ending injury so i think no one kind of you, you can't predict that right jo, joey b gets hurt and then the offense takes a step back t higgins looks pretty bad too even with joey b playing um That was kind of like T. Higgins regresses in a contract year, which was a shocker. Uh, Jamar Chase kind of regresses a little bit. I think their defense regresses a little bit. But somehow, they're still on the cusp right there of the playoffs with Jake Browning stepping in at some point. Mm So um, they still kind of hold hold their own for for most of it. Um, And so with the healthy Joey B, they're, they're right back at the top again, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they probably wish that they lost some more games so they could, you know, because that, <laughs> yep. that's what happened the rookie year or his rookie year, right? He Played 10 games and then they end up, you know, picking in the top five and they get Jamar Chase. So yeah, we definitely could not have predicted that Joe Burrow would miss the entire, basically not the entire season, but most of the season uh, with a slew of injuries. But that's kind of becoming his thing now. You know, he's it's been four years, three years in the league, right? And two out of the three, he's not been able to finish the season. For yep. because of different injuries, so you know, mark that as like a that's a potential cause for concern <laughs> for him. Yep. We'll say that, uh but I think the story or maybe of the they just need a them, better
1: they just need a better line to maybe protect the guy.
0: <laughs> they tried. They they spent they a tried, ton of money. Yeah. They got Lyle Collins. They got Orlando Brown from Brown, the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, they they spent money. It just this hasn't worked out for them. But I think the yep. story of the season was, of course, Jake Browning. Right? I mean personally I was like okay they're gonna him out who is I, I know yeah. who this guy is you know he's an accomplished college quarterback and he made the college football playoff with with Washington but I'm like oh this practice squad guy like you know who, who the hell is this dude he's not gonna do anything and he ends up being pretty damn good you know yeah. and I don't know what's gonna happen with him long term I don't know if maybe they're thinking well you know with all the injuries that Joe Burrow has maybe we should prioritize keeping this guy because obviously yeah, he's, he's good enough um but, yeah, I mean, they 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 lost their OC. He's now the coach uh, of the Tennessee Titans. So there's going to be some changes there. And they definitely need to fix that defense. But, yeah, just a, an unfortunate uh, end to their season. They were, like you said, in the mix until basically the very end, and they just they fell short with, with a couple losses at the end there. Uh, but Jake Browning, yeah, who knows? Potential franchise knows? quarterback for somebody else. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> no. maybe for the Raiders. You know? I thought about it. I need to look at his contract situation and be like, <laughs> is he available? Because I know they, they signed him on and off the practice squad. But honestly, man, I mean, he looked great.
1: I think he was like that... drafted in the
0: sixth round. So he, he could. he could. Yeah. Sacramento kid. He's you know, kind yeah. of a local kid. Northern Cali guy. You know, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Right. Who, knows? who um, knows? Yeah. So the last division here, the AFC South. This is the one that we got completely wrong. <laughs> With good reason, I think. Uh, so the way it shaked out was Texans, Jaguars, Colts, Titans. With all three of those first teams finishing over five hundred, and the Titans finishing six and eleven, the way that we predicted it was basically a completely upside down. Coos went Jags, Titans, Texans, Colts. With the two of those at the the, the bottom two basically interchangeable, and I went Jaguars, Titans colts texans so again both those two teams basically interchangeable at the bottom there so obviously <laughs> we've got a lot a, a lot wrong here we'll start with the houston texans who end up winning the division winning a playoff game in the first round what did we get right and wrong mostly wrong about the houston texans
1: yeah i mean i think you guys i think you guys had some faith in cj stroud so that was good but nobody expected CJ Stroud to come in and light up the league like he did. Uh, nobody expected that Texans offense. I think they finished like top, they finished number 13 here in points scored. Uh, so nobody expected that out of them, right? And their defense was just as equally as good. I think they finished like 11th. So I think <clears throat> nobody, we just underestimated the, the Texans. We under, everyone underestimated D'Amico Ryan, CJ Stroud, that defense. Uh, so. Pretty, they were pretty good um and i mean i mean that offense my goodness like they were lighting teams up at certain points of the in the season so i think really solid season really good building season for the texans and you know they have they're, they're just going to keep building on that and they got their franchise guy in cj stroud mm-hmm.
0: yeah we we definitely had faith in cj stroud i i really liked him coming out you know i thought that um coming into the the draft i thought he was the safer pick. Over Bryce Young, I thought you know maybe Same. Bryce hung, maybe he has the 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 bigger the higher ceiling if he is a, a better athlete than he ended up being. But I thought you know C J Stroud should have been the, the first pick in the draft, and I was hoping 100%. the Raiders would would get him or, or Anthony. I thought Anthony Richardson was a, a a more realistic option for the Raiders who ends up going fourth. But we'll talk about him in a little bit. And yeah, I think like you said, we underestimated that offense. We didn't think that he would come in and be basically a top five top seven quarterback Mm -hmm. like he doesn't throw an interception for the first six seven weeks of the season he leads the league in 300 yard games in a league with josh allen lamar jackson patrick mahomes you know all these superstars and he has the most and obviously his weapons we did not expect tank dell to be as good as he was nico collins all these other guys uh so singletary yeah devin singletary of all people i'm sure a lot of people spent Ton of money on Damian Pierce as uh, you know in their fantasy (laughs) pick, you know myself included, ends up being Devin Singletary is the leading rusher, and yeah, they basically have top ten, top fifteen, or basically top ten units in offense and defense. CJ Stroud even misses two games, they still end up winning ten games in a topsy turvy division, and really like the sky's the limit for them. You know, I I can't believe that. You know, as someone that, that hated Deshaun Watson and the Texans organization for enabling him, it's, it was hard to watch, <laughs> I'll admit. <laughs> you know, it's just proof, once again, that karma is not a real thing in sports. Um, <laughs> or in the world. Maybe in the world. Maybe there's a better case for that. But definitely not in sports. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, they were the big surprise uh, of the year. Next, a disappointment. The Jacksonville Jaguars. They were, we both thought they would win the division. They were in the mix until the last week of the season. They end up nine and eight and out of the playoffs. What did we get right? And what did we get wrong about the Jaguars?
1: I think Jacksonville was, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I think their offense is pretty good. And then they kind of fall off there at the end. Trevor Lawrence gets hurt a little bit. Uh, same with their defense. They they kind of regress in both, uh, both areas where, whereas you guys were expecting some progression from them in both in offense and defense, and they kind of regressed. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like he kind of regresses this year, even though he gets another weapon in Calvin Ridley. He doesn't really have a connection with him. I know this, drafting Calvin Ridley in fantasy everywhere. Um, doesn't have really a connection with Calvin Ridley, and, it, 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 and Christian Kirk doesn't really play to that level he played last year, so the offense regresses. Etienne Jr. looks pretty good, but that's about it. Um, that defense looks okay, slightly, you know, Probably an average defense, but I think the year before they were almost like a top ten defense. So, just regression in areas you, we did nobody expected, and, and you can't mm-hmm. really blame injuries too much on this. Like to just regress for some some reason.
0: Yeah, you can you can blame injuries at the end. It was pretty clear after the the Bengals yeah. game that uh Lawrence was not healthy after he he turns his ankle gets you know, rolled up. But yeah, they're definitely a, ca- a candidate for most disappointing team in the AFC despite finishing you know above five hundred. But yeah, they regressed. the Calvin Ridley thing was just a, a huge mystery, and I think they, they have like all these pieces and all this talent, but they just ended up being basically a, an average to slightly below average team, and that, that's what cost them. Yep, so another 100%. surprise here. The Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we both had them, you know, finishing in the bottom of the division. They still finished third, but they were nine and eight over 500. Definitely did not predict that. So what did we get right, and what did we get wrong? about the Indianapolis Colts.
1: I feel like Anthony Richardson played really well coming out the gate. He gets hurt, but their offense was pretty good, even under Gardner Minshew, which is kind of a surprise a little bit after Anthony Richardson gets hurt. Uh, Their defense was actually pretty solid. So I think you guys maybe thought, you know, Anthony Richardson comes in, he's going to struggle as a rookie. But I think even Gardner Minshew comes in and he he, he leads them to, I think they finish as a top 10 scoring offense. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah so they their offense was really good and that that kind of carries them here a little bit um and gets them over the hump uh even when their defense kind of struggled in certain areas and certain at certain times uh but i think the offense was a lot better than expected
0: yeah they had some weeks where the offense or the defense looked great but they ended up finishing 28th in points so kind of all over the place but basically yeah they were they were an very strange team because mm-hmm. they are, they lose Anthony Richardson early, even though he looks great. They were without Jonathan Taylor for most of the season. Then he comes back, and then he's gone again. Then he comes back. So they just kept plugging guys in. And, and Minshew, who's probably the best backup in the NFL. I mean, you can make a case for some other guys, but probably the best quarter, best backup quarterback in the NFL. I think the Raiders probably make the playoffs if if they sign a guy like him. Um, yeah. So the Colts are are lucky they had a guy like him to keep their season alive. Shane Steichen. I think is getting a lot more credit for the Eagles season in twenty twenty two than he did originally because of how good this Colts team looked with him and how bad the Eagles looked without him. So, you know, coordinators matter, and he they have 100%. a bright future, and I think they should be. This should be a really exciting division next year. I think this is going to be just as competitive as the AFC North. You know, with the top three teams at least, the Titans. I agree. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the Titans. <clears throat> We thought they were going to finish second in the division. We had them as maybe a playoff team. They end up 6-11. They fire head coach Mike Vrabel after two difficult seasons. They have an average defense and a terrible offense. Derrick Henry is probably leaving too. So this is a big, big change. You know, a, a new era is coming to Tennessee. I think they're getting a new stadium too. Anyway, they finished 6-11, like I said. So what did we get right? And what did we get wrong about the Titans?
1: I think Ryan Tannehill was kind of the the piece where you guys were like oh he he'll be a he'll be you know Ryan Tannehill average slightly above average quarterback and he just looked horrendous this season for whatever reason um the offense looked really bad the offense struggled a lot of games and then they put in uh, Will Levis he looks okay at times but he also struggles a little bit the defense is just okay uh i mean i think you know the offense was just really, really bad. And you have a guy, Derek Henry, who was just putting up empty numbers, but he was putting up numbers and they still couldn't win games. So
0: yeah, one of the disappointments of, of the year, I think uh, Will Levis, you know, there was, a he came out his first game. He throws for four touchdowns. He looks like the best quarterback in the NFL, the best quarterback in his draft class. They beat the Dolphins, which was a big surprise, mm. but I think eventually they kind of settle into place, but they do play spoiler the last game of the season and, and beat the Jaguars to keep them out of the playoffs. So, you know, Mike Rabel currently does not have a head coaching job. I don't think he will this season. There's rumors that he's going to take over the KC job after Andy Reid retires after the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens in about a <laughs> we'll week see. or two.
1: We'll see. We'll yeah. see.
0: We'll see. But I think he's a really good coach, and I think he basically made the most from a, a bad situation, and and they overachieved with the talent that they had and you know despite finishing six and 11
1: so 100 percent, and i I think they're going to do a complete rebuild out out there now
0: yeah derrick henry's gone he did said his goodbyes he's probably going to baltimore or something like that uh so who was your biggest surprise of 2023 in the afc i
1: i would say it's the houston texans right um did not see that like i was with you guys i'm like okay yeah you know Best case scenario, they're maybe third in that division. Maybe, maybe if everything goes really badly in that division, they can finish second. But to finish first, to finish in a playoff spot, that was that was a complete shock to me. And so, you know, big big ups to D'Amico Ryan's for coming in, turning this franchise around. Uh, you know, getting and getting getting the guys he wanted. They traded, mm-hmm. they got CJ Stroud, they got Will Anderson Jr., and that kind of set the tone on both sides of the ball. And they they got a very really bright future here.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard to pick anybody else. You can maybe say the Steelers, but
1: maybe yeah. you know
0: they they have the infrastructure. That's they're, they're a known commodity. You know, TJ Watt and that defense, Patrick. Patrick. okay. You know, Mike Tomlin's never had a below five hundred season, so it probably would have been a bigger surprise if they were below five hundred and finished last in the yeah. division. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to be the Texans with the Colts being a, a close second close. because you know they I were agree. right there. Yep. They're they were right there. Drop, a drop pass, maybe. I think they were on like the 15 at that point. Could have won that game. Could have made it into the playoffs themselves and won that division. So the I'd say the Texans for sure because they also won a playoff game. And then the Colts, uh, a very close second. Uh, biggest disappointment of 2023 in the AFC. Ooh.
1: Yeah. it's. I think it's between the Chargers and the Jaguars. Chargers... Obviously, because how talented they are, and they, they just finished really poorly. Like, obviously, some injuries with Justin Herbert towards the end there. But they just, they weren't looking that good anyway. So, I like, Chargers were a team you expected to maybe even win, like, challenge the Chiefs for the division. And then the Jaguars, just because they missed the playoffs, and they were in the playoffs last year, and mm-hmm. they kind of just regressed. with You can, can't really say, like, you can't put too much of that on injuries. You could say, okay, yeah, Trevor Lawrence got hurt the last two, three weeks. But outside of that, they didn't look like a playoff team most of the season. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be between those two for me.
0: Yeah, I think the non injury related disappointment for sure is the Jaguars because, you know, obviously injuries happen, but you have most of your key guys for most of the season. So you expect, you know, especially after that huge playoff win against the Chargers last year, you're expecting more from them. And they obviously fell short. And you know, they basically choked the last game of the season yep. against yep. a very bad 100%. Titans team. And then the Chargers, yep. probably the injury one. But even like you said, before before Herbert, and we've talked about this a lot, but basically before, even before Herbert got hurt, Herbert got yep. hurt. That's a fun, fun sentence.
1: <laughs> they were a disappointment <laughs> and they
0: end up, you know, bottom of the AFC West. But now they'll draft some game changer and probably challenge for the division next year with a, with a competent coach. So. That's it for the show. Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, Please make sure to like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. Got a lot of good stuff on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all these other places. And the username on all of those is at 4040visionpod. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Amon. Appreciate you, man. Peace.